bisschen was. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to I Don't Get It, a podcast about performances in Edmonton. Who are you? I'm Fonda. Um, I am Paul. And we are proud to be part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. That's right. Fonda, this is season five for us. We're entering season five. How how do you feel? Well, we came from humble beginnings under a table in an apartment building we both lived in, and now we're slightly above that. So just, just getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's been, it has been, uh, well, I mean, four seasons. We've been watching theater and dance in Edmonton for longer than that, though. Yeah, I think, like, I started, I started being a theater critic around, like, 2008, 2007, so it's been, like, a decade. Yeah. (laughs) seen a lot of shows. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been, I feel old to say, but I've been doing it for just over, over 10 years now, too. Rock and roll. Whoa! Yeah, so, well, let's start with, um, this is our season preview episode, Mm -hmm. so we're just gonna be really talking about things that we're excited about, um, or things that we're curious about. Yeah, the the things that are standing out in the, in the current lineup of what, what's been announced for theater and, and dance and performance in Edmonton. Yeah, so, so, I mean, let's start with the theater side of things. I sure. Maybe we'll do dance later, because dance right. is always and should be its own thing. <laughs> yep. Um, so, how about theater, Paul? What are, what are what stands out to you, say, maybe in, like, the Citadel season? That's always the big guns. Sure. To start with the, the big house, um, what stands out? I'm going to say, uh, as far as, it seems like a very, like, uh, musical Heavy season? Maybe that's not true. But uh, Matilda is the first thing that stands out for me, the family-friendly musical uh, and, uh, you know, adaptation of the the beloved children's novel. Yeah. I mean, Matilda, so the music is by Tim Minchin. Do you know who Tim Minchin is? I do not. Tim Minchin is like the Australian Russell brand, but musical. Okay. Um, He's sort of, he's a a very kind of um, sassy comedian and an interesting writer. My favorite Christmas carol ever is written by Tim Minchin. It's called White Wine in the Sun. Oh, great. Now we know. (laughs) Um, I guess the other thing that stands out about The Citadel for me is uh, the two interlocked shows called The Candidate and The Party uh, that are running in tandem in, in March and April. Uh, so that they're both they're both comedies, but according to uh, the blurb, members of the cast will race back and forth between the McLab Theater and the club to appear in two different shows running simultaneously. So it's like uh, like a British farce, like a behind-the-scenes, in-front-of-the-scenes um, mm-hmm. But uh, you two different shows, so you have to go to both to get to get both sides of it. Yeah, and the can- so the candidate is part of the main Citadel season, and mm-hmm. the party is kind of one of their fun add-ons, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting that they've sort of like paired those together in that way. Um, I also think that the um, the ASL Tempest uh, yeah. thing, which is their Banff Center program collaboration this year, yeah, um, should be really. Uh, fascinating, I would hope. Yeah, a collaboration mm-hmm. with Sweden's National Deaf Theater. Um, you know, and that'll be a that'll be a cool way to interpret and see Shakespeare done. Yeah. Um, also, what? Sweat. Um, Sweat by Lynn Nottage. Um, I I'm very curious about the show. 
the casting really ha- hasn't been announced, um, but it's with a uh, collaboration with the Arts Club and uh, in Vancouver, I believe. And so that should be, I think, kind of an interesting production as well. Cool. Uh, jumping away from the Citadel, Fonda, what else is standing out in, in the other theater seasons that have currently been been announced? Um, well, so there's a play by, there's an, an older Stuart Lemoyne play called Skirts on Fire okay. that uh, inspired the title for the Skirts of Fire Festival. Okay. Um, I and, and that one is being done by Teatro La Quinticina. Um, I think that uh, that one should be kind of an interesting um, one. And that's actually coming up very soon, just at the end of September here. Right, because their season sort of abridges two seasons. They sort of do a summer season. So this is uh, this is the last work in their in their regular main stage season for 2017-2018. Yeah, um, and Teatro is also doing uh, Matara by Connie Massing and Origin of the Species by Byrony Lavery. And, um, oh no, that's, I'm sorry, I'm reading the theater six-pack thing, not right, right, the right. Teatro one. <laughs> well, you know, what do you, what yeah. do, you do? Um, and so Origin of the Species will be kind of a, like an interesting thing. Well, let's talk about Northern Light now that we're on Origin of the Species. Sure. Um, so so that one is uh, some. It's, it's about a story of an archaeologist named Molly digging for a prehistoric man, um, and instead finds a four million year old female body. So Northern Lights season this year is all um, based on a. It's called it's called a woman's body. Their, right, their right. theme for the season, and it's all based on things that a woman's body, I guess, goes through. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the shows that they have scheduled is a really um, interesting production called 19 weeks and um by emily Steele. it's a canadian premiere of this show and it is um i I would say quite a controversial one okay Um, it's about um play the playwright emily Steele had a termination after her baby was diagnosed with down syndrome and so not only is like actual testing for down syndrome a controversial thing mm-hmm. <laughs> um to put on a play about it and about something that has happened uh that w- wow i'm I, I i don't even know where to start paul yeah that's that's <laughs> gonna be that's gonna be one to to talk about certainly and i'm sure we'll we'll um do a lot of buzz uh theater network has a season uh <laughs> as do all theater companies in town uh, yeah, and I think the one that, that stands out for me uh, there is We Are Not Alone, uh, which is written and performed by Damien Atkins, uh, running in February, and involves uh, UFOs, aliens, government conspiracies, um, and the quest for the truth, uh, and looking uh, looking through people whose stories, you know, who want their stories heard, um, surrounding those, those sorts of issues, uh, issues <laughs> such as Area 51 and the like. Uh, but that's I'm I'm always a big fan of of some science fiction when it leaks into theaters to uh, a certain extent. So I'm excited to see what that is and how that takes shape. Cool. Um, they're also doing another Hannah Moskovich at Theater Network. What a young wife ought to know. Um, and it's inspired by true stories of young mothers during the birth control movement in the early 20th century. So that should be kind of cool hold on just closing the door yeah a dog cool. burst in during that segment closing the door um, um and then another darren hagen show um or darren hagen sorry mm-hmm. the empress and the prime minister which also sounds um really fun and cool yeah uh, uh it's interesting that that's uh that seems to be a time period that hannah moscovich uh or some of those concepts that have happened before a few years ago 
Uh, she wrote a play for the studio theater, the graduating BFA class, that also looked at um, reproduction rights a little bit in sort of a cabaret style, yeah. uh, during based on a based on a true story and sort of um, subverted, I guess, the ethics and the morals of some of the reasons that people were pushing for things that were ultimately good. So yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see how she uh, explores that story. We've seen a lot of Hannah Moscovich lately, um, not only through Theater Network, which loves Hannah Moscovich, sure, yeah. um, but also um, The Citadel, uh, Old Stock, was written by Hannah Moscovich yeah, yeah. as well. Co-written, yeah. um, co-written by Hannah Moscovich, Jess. And also at, at Network, I just wanted to point out that Jezebel at the Still Point mm-hmm. is coming out, which is Ainsley Hilliard and Jezebel, her dog. <laughs> right, Ainsley Hilliard of the Good Women Collective. Yes. Uh, and this was a show that was at the Winnipeg Fringe, but not the Edmonton Fringe this year's. Yeah, it's interesting to see sort of like something that was on the fringe circuit be part of the main stage season, mm-hmm. or, or um, this it's part of the, uh, the Roxy performance, performance series. Yeah. yeah, so that's cool. Um, yeah. How about opera, Paul? What do we got? Dorothy, oh my gosh. Hi, like, Pop. she just doesn't want to, like, she's like, you're in here, you're doing stuff. Let me, let me in. Okay, well, if she's, if she's chill, if she's, she's chill, good. She she's, can sniff around. She's not a barker. Um, all right, so um, Edmonton Opera has uh, La Traviata. Ah. Hansel and Gretel and the misadventures of Count Ori. Um, Tell me about that. Well, that one, I mean, like, you know, you know, I don't know very much about opera. We usually get Colleen in to talk about these things. Yes. Um, But uh, Brian Diedrich, our our pal from years ago um, at Edmonton Opera, is coming back to direct Count Ori. Um, So that's kind of that's kind of a cool thing. And, um, yeah, I mean, La Traviata we also saw in a bar last year, so it will be interesting to see how Edmonton Opera does it um, on on the main stage. Right, um, yeah. And there's that. Sure. Uh, yeah, and then there are some seasons that have yet to be announced. Workshop West, mm-hmm. uh, we don't know mm-hmm. um, yet. Uh, other other companies like the Maggie Tree, we're not we're not sure what they're doing this year, what they have planned, but uh, we will we will let you know when we know. Yeah, those are those are sort of like the big the big guns that are coming through. I know Broadway across Canada is bringing the the musical about the town in Newfoundland. Oh yeah, I come from away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, that will that will happen at the Jube, um, and uh, yeah. Well, that's kind of like what we know for theater right now. Right. And before we slip into dance, Fonda, how about an ad? This episode of I Don't Get It is brought to you by Edmonton Community Foundation's Well-Endowed Podcast. On the latest episode, you'll hear about plans for the development of Arts Common 118 um, in an interview with Arts on the Ave Executive Director Christy Morin and about a new youth project at the upcoming return of Nuit Blanche. And there's an interview with Arlene Dickinson of Dragon's Den, who will be featured at the Forward Thinking Speaker Series on September 19th. To listen and find out more, head to thewellendowedpodcast.com. So what's uh, on the dance side of things, Fonda? What is what has stood out to you so far in, in what's been announced? Well, one of the coolest things that was announced last year was that Wen Wei Wang would be taking over Ballet Edmonton, formerly right. City Ballet. Um, and I think that that is just going to be mean really cool things for the dance community overall. Right. And, uh, and Wen Wei's uh, choreography will be seen in two shows this year uh, by Ballet Edmonton. They're, they're opening show in November, Where We Are. 
which features a series of balletic movements on point with uh, choreography from uh, Wen Wei Wang. Ballet Edmonton will also be doing a show in May called Now I Know with uh, choreography by Gioconda Barbuto and Wen Wei Wang. And uh, yeah, Gioconda is an internationally recognized Italian-Canadian dancer um, and choreographer uh, with over 50 works to her credit, which is like impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, that should be cool. It doesn't really say anything about the show (laughs) or what it'll be like on their, sure, their but, website, but you know, it's a teaser. It's just, it's just, you know. Here's a little blurb, right? right. Um, Wen Wei Wang will also be part of Brian Webb's main stage season. So Wen Wei Dance is presenting Dialogue as part of Brian Webb's season, and it's a piece for six men that explores themes of contact, communication, and language, both spoken and unspoken. Cool. Yeah. Um, speaking of Brian Webb, we could talk about the Brian Webb season a little sure. bit. Season number 40? Yeah, last year was Forever 39. Right. Um, and this one is, uh, this is 40. So, the 40th year of Brian Webb's dance season, which is, I want to point out, pretty incredible for a Canadian dance company. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, th- seeing how, like, La 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 shut down, and, um, I mean, Alberta Ballet is 50, like, for, for a non- on like traditional ballet company mm-hmm. to reach 40 is pretty freaking cool yeah um so as part of the um prairie dance circuit for this year uh mile zero dances jerry marita is being featured cool. and, and she's doing a work um that is inspired by chai pig Chai pig chai pig yeah chai pig snfu yeah so uh, who is that paul so uh <laughs> snfu were a, an influential punk band who uh, have roots in Edmonton uh, and also in Vancouver. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's who they are. And Jerry Marita is doing a dance about the lead vocalist. Yeah, Chai Pig. Yeah, who's, uh, who's a bit of a figure, a bit of a legend uh, around here and Vancouver. Interesting. Um, yes, and so, and also, Brian Webb is doing um, a couple of shows that uh, feature um, South Asian dance. There's one called okay. Bina Vinyasa, which explores metaphysical journeys prompted by internal and external forces, resulting in profound changes in the lives of individuals and communities. Um, so, we want to hear more about that. But there's also then the next generation of South Asian dance. Um, so, over the years, Brian Webb dance has built a strong relationship with Edmonton's evolving South Asian dance community. And um, after presenting premiere performances of Usha Gupta's contemporary Katak dances, Hell yeah. Brian has now put together a program of Katak and Bharatanatyam dances by Edmonton's next generation of highly skilled dance artists. Um, so it'll be a mixed program, but it is part of the Brian Webb main stage, which is kind of freaking cool, actually. Yeah, super freaking cool. Yeah, um, and also... Um, Paul Andre Fortier, in his final performance, Legend, <laughs> is going to perform Solo 70. Um, and I think that, um, I, I would suppose that Paul Andre Fortier from Fortier Dance Creations is retiring, maybe? Mm, question mark. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, for Brian Webb, this is 40. For Paul Andre Fortier, this is 70. Wild. So... <laughs> Wild. Yeah. Um, so uh, you mentioned Alberta Ballet. Um, one of the things that's jumping out about their season uh, for me is Ballet BC, a tantalizing triple bill, uh, which is uh, Ballet BC, which, as you might imagine, is based in British Columbia, uh, returning to the Jubilee stage after a 10 year hiatus um, to show to show three works. One's called Solo Echo, 
which is inspired by two Brahms sonatas for cello and piano. And uh, it's a kid pivot piece, is it not? The Crystal uh, Pite choreographed that. Is I know that title. You love <laughs> Crystal Pite. Uh, you love kid pivot. Uh, then there's Enemy in the Figure, choreography by William Forsythe. Uh, which is a dark and thrilling poem about vision and perception, form and chaos, so says the blurb. And then lastly is Petite a Ceremonie, which I probably pronounced wrong. Uh, choreography by Medhi Walerski. Walerski? Walerski, probably. Medhi Walerski, uh, who originally choreographed, this was a piece that premiered in 2011 for Ballet BC, uh, looking at, you know, created by a rising European dance star. Intrigued by the idea of life in a box. Uh, and of course, there are also, there's a few uh, other works coming through. They have, a, they have a pretty big season. One is Joni Mitchell's The Fiddle and the Drum. That's their sort of big pop ballet for this year, as well as uh, Les Ballets Jazz de Montreal mm-hmm. is doing Leonard Cohen's Dance With Me, also as part of that season. So if you like your, your classic Canadian music and also uh, beautiful movement, yeah. there's a lot to choose from. Um, so yeah, Leonard Cohen's Dance Me is like, you know, Dance Me to the End of Love, right? right. That's that's the title of the Cohen song, I think? Oh yeah, Dance Me. Oh, I Not said Dance that. With Me. No, 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 no. <laughs> Um, so also Mile Zero Dance has an interesting season coming up. Their whole season is titled Salt Lick. I do like it when companies will title a season. Yeah. It kind of gives you like a nice through line for their, for their theme. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a whole bunch of cool things going on, starting with Reeling, which is their dance on film kind of festival series that's happening. Yeah. Um, that's actually just in September coming up here. Um, and they're bringing back the salons. Cool. Yeah, so that's kind of neat. Why does uh, that make you so happy, Fonda? Um, well, the salons are all just like a great chance to see like n- not only stuff in development, but just like short, interesting pieces that you normally wouldn't actually otherwise get to see. Mm-hmm. Um, in November, they're bringing um, Plastic Orchid Factory from Vancouver is bringing a piece called Digital Folk. Um, it's an interactive music, dance, costume party, video game installation, um, and that's going to completely transform Spacio Performativo, which, which could be very cool. Yeah. Um, and then uh, James Viveros from Montreal is um, bringing a piece called Melt, um, which he they kind of put as a prefix for prayer. It's a solo inspired by the idea of melting the boundaries that divide us. Um, and he's a of the Gaga or Gaga movement. Um, so his movement is very um, freeform and interesting and cool. Very cool. Yeah. I know that Shunka is presenting a new piece called Mosquito's Wedding, and um, their costumes for that are just insanely beautiful. Um, and it should be kind of interesting because it is about a mosquito getting married. Cool. Uh, also in September, Good Women Dance. We've been talking a lot about anniversaries and milestones. Uh, Good Women Dance Collective is having a little uh, 10th anniversary celebration on September 13th at Snap Print Shop. Just sort of a, a hangout, sip and sip and mix and mingle sort of event. And you also can screen print your very own Good Women shirt with a local printmaker, Alex Keys. Have you ever printed anything at Snap, Paul? No. It's actually really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I did a Mother's Day tea towel once, which cool. was great. <laughs> call your mothers, everyone. They, yeah. They deserve everyone more than Everyone call your freaking mom. Yeah. Okay, Paul. Um, so that's the theater, theater and dance season. Yeah, previews. the things that stand out for us. Where we apologize for any kind 
companies we didn't talk about or uh, shows we didn't get around to because we're, we're just two people. Yeah, there's lots of stuff going on. Um, and Nui Blanche is coming back yeah. this year. Holy crap. Um, okay, well, let's do... How about we do our second ad? Yeah. Working in the arts means income can be as varied as a time signature or a brush stroke. The ATB branch for arts and culture was built for artists, so you can do your banking in a way that works for you and meet other industry professionals. Creativity and banking working together. It's why ATB will always be more than a bank. You can drop into the branch for arts arts and culture at the CKUA building on Jasper Avenue in Edmonton, or visit atb.com to find out more. Good job, Paul. Well, great. We're, we're all trying our best today. We're, we're, we're working we're, hard. We're doing what we can. It's, it's a Sunday morning on a long weekend, you guys. Like, right. Whoa. One of us is more hungover than the other. Can you guess which one? Um, we'll leave that to your we'll imagination. Leave that to your to your listening ears. Um, so, well, now that it is season five, Paul, um, I think that maybe we should just point out that. We have a Patreon account. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you like discussions of art in, in this community of Edmonton uh, and would like to see more of it, uh, you can visit our Patreon and uh, help us out for the price of a coffee a month or less or more, whatever you're feeling. Whatever you can and or want to do would be really wonderful and yeah. amazing. I mean, if one of you gave us $600 a month, I mean, we would never ask for money again. Yeah. No, no be... pressure on any of you, but <laughs> just just think about it. Just think about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is a it is kind of a rough time, uh, especially for local media. Um, you know, we heard about the Village Voice in New York shutting down RIP. recently, um, which is just terrifying for us who think of like you know came from the alt weekly uh environment and um and now we're doing this for you know just because we love the scene here we love the conversation we love we love chatting about and seeing art and and having that chat with with voices and people who've seen a lot of art and can can talk about it in fun and interesting ways yeah and it's and it and it's it's kind of tough out there we 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 saw when people stopped buying ads uh in the all weekly in the print paper the paper shrunk and the paper got smaller and smaller and smaller and then one went down and now there's one left at least print wise Mm -hmm. um um, and so, yeah, I mean, you know, they, it's kind of like a new world order out there for how you get your arts coverage. And, and we really want to keep bringing it to you. So help so us out. Think about can. it. $600 yeah. a month. Just one, just one of you. Just one of you. $600 a month. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much everything. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see what's uh, what's coming up. And as always, just like there's cool things on the horizon and in the scene, and it'll be exciting to see them as they come. Yeah. Um, and we don't have like a listings for you this week, but I will point you towards the um, new listing service that the Edmonton Arts Council just started. Ooh, tell um, me more. It is just, a, it's super simple. It's just a Google Drive doc, essentially, <laughs> or Google Drive calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyone can go in and add events. Um, if you subscribe to the EAC Weekly. I know there was a link in there. And we can share the link in our show notes as well. Um, But it is uh, seemingly an answer to um, all of the complaints that there's no universal arts listing happening anymore. Cool. 
Also, we said this, we didn't have any listings this episode. This whole episode was basically listings just for the future. Yeah. For the distant future. That's right. So So why would we do listings for the next two weeks? Because you're going away, Paul, and there's going to be some like uh, creative things I have to do. Sure. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, But such is such is the way. Uh, But on that note, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Thanks. Go see some stuff. Happy season five. Bye. I Don't Get It is a member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or check us out on albertapodcastnetwork.com or the CKUA radio app. I Don't Get It is recorded on Treaty 6 territory in Edmonton, Alberta, in the Edmonton Community Foundation's podcast studio. Our theme music is Mountain Time by Ghibli, and you can find more of Ghibli's music by going to ghibli.bandcamp.com. I Don't Get It is produced by Andrew Paul, Fonda Mithrush, and Paul Blinov. Sit here thinking, I love you.